Hello everyone and welcome to The Red Corner, Season 2, Episode 1, our first one in ages. Today we have myself, Max, Leroy, uh, Nickel, the Tottenham supporter, and Chris. It's only, what, 2nd sec- second of July now. Six signings, that's pretty good. The first signing was James Milner on a free. What do you think? Good, bad? He's, he's a decent signing, mate, but... For his wages, I'm not sure he offers value for money. That's that's what I'm scared about. Is his wages? Is, yeah. Well, they, they've just replaced his or Gerard's wages with him. Yeah. So you know, value for money only time will tell, I guess. Um, but yeah, I just don't think he offers the the value for money. Was it like 140 grand a week or something? something? Like that, yeah. I mean, so, something around that ballpark figure. Yeah. He's a great squad player, but I'm I'm not sure if he want to get into the top four and all that. He wouldn't oh, be a starter. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's only coming to play week in, week out, isn't he? We've obviously guaranteed him that, and there are much better players out there we could have gone for. And it's, it's just a bit worrying, mate. But I don't want to don't want to judge him properly until yeah. he's uh until he's actually gone out in the shirt. What about you, Leroy? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think I, I think I think Mjolnir's a good player, but um, I think under under Brandon Rogers, he might he might suffer from what Henderson suffered a bit. Sort of being that versatile player who's being thrown everywhere except um, the position where he's good at, which yeah. is probably, I I guess majority of people would think that he's a he's a better right winger than he is a central midfielder. He everyone loves to say that he's free, but he's not free. There's a sign on fee that's about, uh, that that's pretty pretty substantial. I I think if 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 what I read is correct, so so yeah, he's definitely not free. His wages are pretty high. He's a good player, though I I have to say, and if if we sign him for a marginal fee and and wages were low, I think no one would have been complaining. He nearly signed for Tottenham when he was at Leeds. Um, Nickel, would have you would you have signed him now if he had the chance? Ahead of you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, w- would you have been happy to have paid him one hundred and forty grand a week? That's the problem. That's what. That's where the problem lies. Even for you. Because while I think he's a brilliant player because he's very underrated as he was at City as well, but we don't pay anyone 150. And I wouldn't break that mould just to fit someone like Milner in who's going to play for maybe two, maybe three years at most. So on the wages, probably not. But for the player he is, I'd have loved him. Would you reckon he would have been a starter for you? On those wages, if we were paying him 150, we'd have to fit him in somewhere. That's true, yeah. I I don't know if he'd start. Well, our attacking trio behind Kane is Chadley on the left, who had a good season, Eriksen behind Kane, Excellent. and Lamella on the right. Would you, would you not play him slightly deeper, though, in a central midfield? Because I reckon that's where he's going to play for us. Depends on what the formation is, if we're moving to a 4-3-3 or if we're sticking to a 4-2-3-1. Because I think he can play central mid in a 4-3-3. But in a 4-2-3-1, we need a defensive midfielder next to Bentaleb. That's what we need yeah, this summer. That's our most important position. You've got that exactly right. I think in the four three three he would he can definitely work, but not in the four two three one. That four two three one formation for Liverpool last season <laughs> killed me. I please please can we not <laughs> go go into that. Last season, please, <laughs> I beg you. I just don't understand what he was thinking. It ah, oh, it took him literally five months to think, oh wait. No, that that's not the right formation, and then stuck to five at the back. What would you say is your best formation going forward now? 
Um, it's it's tough to say because it depends who we sign. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. probably say four three three. Um, we could play the four two three one if we sign the right players. That's the thing. But I mean, it was su- it was just suicidal for us to play Gerard in a double midfield. Yeah. It just didn't work, and you could clearly see that. But Rogers, for some reason, persisted in it. Honestly, I don't know. It depends who we sign. Um, yeah, I agree. I think at the minute, four three three with the players we have signed is probably the way we're going. But I'd yeah. like to see us go back to two up top. So I think we really need to go out and sign another striker. And I'm completely baffled why we haven't gone for Bako, who's just moved to Milan. I don't yeah. see the. They... They've just got a new owner, I think. Yeah, but. You could see that they're really going down um, at the moment. They haven't got Champions League. No. I mean, have they even got Europa League? Or No, didn't they finish fairly low down the table? I think so, yeah. It, it's just... I, I don't see the appeal of joining them. Money, mate. Where'd they finish? They finished 10th. There you go. That's poor. But... I think they have a good um, sporting director or director of football, though. Can we move on to the next signing for Liverpool, which is yeah. Danny Ings on the free again, even I, though he's not really free, but you know. Oh well, yeah, it, it'll be five six million for the tribunal fee apparently. But to be honest yeah. with you, I'm happy with that. He's 22 yeah. years old, um, and he's got a different style of play comparing to Ricky Lambert. I um, think though, although they've obviously got different styles of play, I think Ings will take up the role within the squad that Lambert did last year. Oh yeah, especially if we go I out and sign yeah. another striker. But I'm saying so, I, I'd much rather have a player like Ings on the bench. Oh, yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, mm-hmm. m- much more suited, although he's still not that well suited. Um, but like you say, for a player who's only 22 years old, um, tribunal fee, probably going to be about, yeah, what, four or five million, something like that. Yeah. You know, especially with uh, with the state storages in, you know, you need all the goals you can get and scored over 10 goals in the league last season for a struggling Burnley side. So, And I don't, I, the, to me, I think Sturridge is going to be out. I mean, you, even if he comes back early, he, he might be not playing at 100% for at least half a year. So if we sign another striker and play Ings, I think those two strikers can keep us going until Sturridge comes back. That, I, I always forget, mate, that we've got Origi coming back as well. Like, You've got about seven strikers now, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Literally we seven. You know, mm, I yeah. I really do I really do think that uh, Lam- Lambert, Barini, and Balotelli will all go in the summer. I don't want Balotelli to go. I don't know about you. I I still rate him, but Rogers can't use him properly. Sit, mm. Stick him to to up front with Sturridge and Balotelli, with Coutinho and Firmino somewhere, and trust me, it could. But then work. you lose that extra man in midfield. That's your problem, unless you play a two holding mids. And that's but we, we, we don't even have one proper holding midfielder at the minute, so we'd have to go out and mm. buy two. Isn't Chan a holding mid? I, I, I say more box to box, mate. Yeah, exactly. Than, yeah. Uh, okay. than yeah. hold it. He definitely can fill in at holding midfields, but um, I think his best position is definitely box to box, like powering through, bringing the ball out almost, if you like, rather than just sitting and protecting the defence. We saw that did, in the Euros. Um, he was a lot more. Did he uh, play there against Chelsea, the home game where he scored? I, I remember he played pretty That's well that game. Good question. Depends he if did, Lucas yeah. played, I suppose. I think it was Lucas, Amrichan, and Henderson. That did you lose? You lost two one. It could be. Yeah, undeserved. we did. Yeah. I'll check. That pissed me off. I was not happy. Mindelay Min- threw threw the ball into his own net. Did he? I, I only remember, I remember that Chan right, scored. 
Uh, it went to a, it went to a goal line decision. Oh yeah, oh, and no, Min no, that was like, it. None of their goals should have counted. One of them like crossed the a throwing line. Oh fuck's sake! I'm not even talking about that. You played a four-three. <laughs> it's all in the past. It's all in there. the past. Please, please don't bring it back up again. Please don't depress me. I'm in quite a good mood today. I'd, I'd rather not be depressed about last season. Oh, <laughs> me off. Right. He did play in midfielder, by the way, Chan. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lucas didn't play. No, uh, it was Gerard it... Henderson Chan. Oh yeah, I think Gerard was probably the holding mid. Yeah, <laughs> that just makes me laugh now. So yeah, just just proves the point that when uh, Chan's playing box to box or slightly further forward than just out of that holding role, then uh, he uh, he can play He's well. Cause, like you yeah. said, he had, he had a really good game. I'm right in saying that yeah. he played box to box in the championships, right? Yeah. Yeah. He. I was really impressed. I mean, I I saw a few games. I was really impressed with him. To be honest, I don't think he's that good as a holding mid. Um, like he's played there a couple of times. He he doesn't seem comfortable there. He seems someone who needs to, as you said, burst forward and actually create yeah. something. I agree, mate. Yeah, definitely. Um, regarding Danny Ings, quickly. Apparently, Spurs bid what like twelve million. Yeah, uh, that's a very very clever move from us. Was that just what? to get out, uh, us out the way, or it was two things? Firstly, it means you'd have to pay more to get him in the end, so your tribunal fee would probably go up to about seven eight if our tactical move went right. But it also reduced the price that we ended up paying for Trippier. Oh, so it was sake. a bit of bit of, bit of a dodgy dealing from us, I think. So because of your stupid bid, we have to pay more. Yeah, a couple million more. Fucking great. God damn it, Spurs. <laughs> right. Um, we signed Bogdan. I mean... Shit. I, I know where I'm I mean, in his name also. is just... It says it all. It wasn't even first choice oh, for Bolton, on. mate. This is going to stress me out now. My Bogdan. hairdresser's called Bogdan. <laughs> Bogdan. I but mean, apparently a lot of Bolton fans are sad that he's leaving. I suppose apparently he's been there for a long time, though. Doing quite well for him. I'll tell you one thing, though. He Against Spurs in the FA Cup, you know the game where Muamba had his cardiac arrest. Oh, yeah. And then the game was rearranged. The game that we played them in, the rearranged game, he was incredible against us. And that's to, all I've seen of him. To be fair, he played really well against us. And like, um, I talked to one of the Bolton fans. He said that he has the potential... Well, he could get Mignolet out of the first team spot. That would surprise yeah, but, me. But I don't know. I think that's not we, drawing we, onto strength. For, for me, anyway, Mignolet's still not good enough. So to have replaced him with a backup goalkeeper from a team that finished seventeenth or eighteenth in the 18th, championship yeah. just just seems so counterproductive. Why don't you go out and you replace the players you've got in your squad at the minute with better players? Oh, I just don't get it, mate. I don't see why especially you didn't for such use... a key area as goalkeeper. Yeah, but... I don't see why you didn't do what we did last summer. We bought Vorman, even though we didn't need him as a first choice. He's a very, very good backup keeper for if Hugo ever gets injured yep. or rotation. Look at what a top four team has at the moment. Chelsea, oh, they had Courtois, Czech. Now they could be getting well, Courtois, get Begovic. Begovic, yeah. Begovic would be a starting keeper for most sides in the Premier League. He'd start yeah. for you, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Arsenal, they've now got Czech and, well, either Chesney or Ospina. Ospina, Ospina, mm. Ospina. They've got yeah. De Gea, Valdez, again, two keepers which would walk into our goalkeeping first choice. Yeah. City. Oh, yeah, City. Okay, Hart. Hart. 
And Hart's still a good goalkeeper, mate. He's a very, very good goalkeeper. No, no, yeah. Hart is an excellent goalkeeper. But, but who's their second choice? Willie. Really, Caballero. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's decent, isn't he? He's not yeah, he's crap last season, apparently, though. Oh. Yeah. On the whole. Okay, okay, but either way. And then you see Tottenham. They've got Vorm and... Larice. Laurie. Yeah. Last season, Liverpool had a broken-fingered Brad Jones and Mignolet. <laughs> hey, but the hair, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't knock the hair. And now we've got Bogdan. And James Ward has gone to Aberdeen. Danny Ward. You got Lawrence Danny Bigger, Ward, mate. Don't yeah. worry about it. Oh, Danny Ward, yeah. Danny Ward, yeah, yeah. Tennis <laughs> first, same thing. You got Lawrence Bigger. <laughs> Wimbledon's on, we'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, okay, yeah, that's, that's enough of Bogdan. Just, yeah. mm. why, why did you guys sell Reina? It was a time to move kind of thing. It was, I, um, yeah. Rina wasn't getting chances, and but the thing is, I still think he could have fitted into our. Um, he was on. He was on the decline, though. So, so personally, I, I don't feel that much of like a loss or regret. But he selling suited him. our style so much more than Minulay. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that I'd, I'd probably to. still start him over Minulay if I'm yeah, being simple. Yeah, I would. I, he, the, and the main thing about Rain, he can distribute the ball so well. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Minulay is a better shot stopper. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Better positioning, less. I mean, if you did, if you discount the the first half of the season, I think Mignolet is less error prone. He's a better shot stopper. He has better reach, better positioning. But the problem was his confidence. Cannot, cannot yeah, yeah, exactly I, right. I, I I totally agree with you with shot stopper, and I do think Mignolet is is one of the best in the Premier League regarding the shot stopper. But yeah. when it comes to set pieces, yes, he's improved recently. But still, there's a lot of blips in there. And ultimately, that's where we concede goals. But at, at the same time, that does bring faults to defenders, and etc. So, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at other clubs, um, even they are getting their, their keepers sorted out a bit. Like Swansea um, has Fabianski, who had a good season. Yeah. And they're getting uh, Christopher not, not felt from... Kieran Vin as backup, and he's he's a pretty good keeper as well. Yeah, and then you look to like um, Spurs are keeping both of their keepers, I guess. I hope. Um, yeah. Yeah, you, be, you and... better hope you can keep Luis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then, then you even this. even if the hair goes, um, they are either getting Loris or maybe um Jasper Silison, and and we are we are left with Minnelli and Bogdan. I personally would have gone with Matty Ryan to be honest. He actually looks good. Yeah. 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 Matt Ryan who have demanded to to start every game. To be fair, he's, he's got all the right for that demand because yeah, didn't yeah, he win? To like, be fair, I think he could. Mm-hmm. I mean, he won when he was in that tournament of the Asia. Right. Uh, he won. He, yeah. he, he was in the goalkeeping goalkeeper team of the tournament. Um, I think he was Belgian Player of the Year as well, something like that. Oh, right. Enjoy Bogdan. Yeah, that's enough of Bogdan. Yeah. Oh, Bogdan. <laughs> Right. Okay. Let, let's move on to the bright side. We got. I. I still don't know how we've done this, but we've actually got Firmino. We got a Bobby on our hands. Bobby, what a man! I. I'm sorry, but anyone with that name, Bobby, I. I just have to adore. It's just. And now we're getting some Barcelona kid called Bobby too. It's just. Bobby Adekanye, yeah. yeah might. Yeah. Or maybe Ade Yeezy. Am I right? Yeah. No. All right. Oh dear! No, for, for me that will be a very good signing. But I do think, or I hope anyway, we don't put too much pressure on him right from the start. What's your plan? I think that's already started though. 
I know, I know it's already begun. I read a really shit article that annoyed me the other day that when Brazil got knocked out, they were like, oh, Firmino played like a four out of ten, so he's going to play like that for Liverpool. Him and Coutinho yeah. together don't work. Blah, blah, blah. Shut up. They basically don't have one game. I know, I know. It's crazy. But he, he will need, of course, a few games just to settle himself in. And I really hope we, as a fan base, and the media as well, give him that time to settle in. Because if the pressure builds on him too quickly and he doesn't start performing, you know... It's going to happen it, to what happened to the other signings for you and yeah, us. Yeah. The thing is, when you come to Liverpool, you have to expect a certain amount of pressure. Yeah. But it can't be too intense too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened with Balotelli. There were people expected him to come in and score 20, 25 goals and it was he didn't get the time to settle in and then with all the problems with the system it was a recipe for disaster I'd agree with that but at least Firmino's coming into a team that struggled last season as opposed to Balotelli coming into a team that did so well the season before so yeah slightly different situations I hope that Firmino there's less pressure now on Firmino to perform because of how we played last season than there was on Balotelli last season because of how well we and Suarez did the season before that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing I'm liking about Firmino is he presses really well. And that's something we need. That's something which was probably the main reason why we done so well in that second season. For, so that's yeah. what Suarez took away with him when he left you. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, he just constantly pressed the defenders and it obviously worked. And going back to Balotelli, sorry, I think that's why he will not work for us. Yeah. Even yeah. though he's obviously got the talent um, he just simply doesn't and will not ever press enough that we need to or enough to suit our system and Brendan Rodgers' style of play. Do you think that's an issue for the work rate or, or do you think that's just him physically? It's like he just can't do it for 90 minutes. Uh, yeah. As a footballer, you should be able to do it for at least 60 or 70 minutes. Yeah. You know, and then you can, you know, you can then maybe make a change. I think it's down to his personality um, and I, I don't want to call him lazy because he's not, because he does like run around the pitch, but it's not intelligent pressing. Yeah. No. So he, he makes the wrong press at the wrong times and then will turn around and throw his arms up in the air and, and do whatever. So it's an, it's I, just, I just think the... it doesn't suit us. Yeah, it's his inte- footballing intelligence rather than his yeah. ability. Yeah. yeah, definitely agree with that. But isn't that a, a problem of, with the scouting then? Why was he brought in if he wasn't going to fit the system? Because we, we entered the market so late for a striker. And I guess at the time, Balotelli for £16 million wasn't that much of a gamble compared to maybe paying 20, 20 over for someone like Boney. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, or Benteke, yeah. <laughs> or even more for like Lukaku or, or anyone else. You know, being so late in the market and everyone knows that you need a striker. I think yeah. I think you're on the losing end there. Mm. Well, I think everyone was happy to take the gamble on him for the first season, um, mm. but I think a lot of the fan base have now turned against him. Um, a lot have, yeah. So, for me anyway, it would just be better just to cut our losses, take a hit, and move on with someone who maybe doesn't quite have the same technical ability, but will suit the system a lot better. I I think you could get 15 million for him. 
which is a one million loss, isn't it? Who, who do you think would take uh, take him for fifteen million? Galatasaray. But oh, oh. would he actually go there? That's the problem. I I think we'd struggle to get ten for him now. Really? I genuinely think eight or nine million is uh is the most we could get out Balotelli now. He's only twenty five, isn't he? Twenty five. Yeah. I still think that he'll end up going out on loan because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone will want to pay. We'll probably want about 12 million for him and no one will pay it and we'll probably have to I sell that, I don't think loan. Balotelli will go anywhere other than the Premier League or the Syria. I don't yeah. think he'll want to go to Turkey. He's only 25 and 24. he still has a decent shot Yeah, 24-25 and he's, he has a shot at the, the Italian national team for, for maybe another three, four years. Yeah. So I don't see why he would want to go to to somewhere like Turkey, for example. Have a shot in know. France. Yeah, probably. Slow, slower league. He did get linked to Newcastle the other day. <laughs> but, I mean, that would be oh. funny to watch him in a Newcastle shirt. Deary me. Yeah. Can you imagine Steve <laughs> McLaren managing Mario Balotelli? <laughs> no. Just, just no. <laughs> It'd be oh. so funny to watch for everyone else. but uh, Everyone's no. getting linked to Newcastle there. I know. Yeah, I was linked yeah, to them last true. week as well. <laughs> Nathaniel Klein. I Great signing. I, yeah. I think Very he's good our best bit of business. I think he's a better signing than Firmino for us. Yep. I agree. Definitely. He's a player we Glenn need. Johnson was so useless last season. Stressed I, me out watching So to actually have a competent fullback who can get up and down the pitch... And actually stop crosses from coming into the box will be so refreshing to watch next year. I feel for Glenn Johnson, though. No, I, I do a little bit as no, well, mate. Because no, I mean, the first because... few seasons, he was really good for exactly, us. Exactly, yeah. And people somehow have, have just forgotten that. And Because he was actually a quality fullback for us for the, the first few seasons. But the last two... He's just, he's just tailed off massively. Yeah. But like... one person I feel sorry for is Manquillo. Like... He did really well for us at, at the start of the season, in my opinion, anyway. But he's just gone off the radar completely. It was it was a strange decision to have played, I think it was eight different players we had at right back last season, or right wing back. Wow. Um, and it was a strange decision not to play Mankio for the whole second half of the season, basically, when we were playing Henderson there, Sterling there, um, Ibe there. You know, and Mankio is a right back. He's so, our best fullback, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I mean, well, defensively anyway, because well, Moreno defensively isn't exactly solid. But anyway, going back to Klein, yeah, that would definitely sort out, or hopefully should sort out anyway, um, that right hand side, and we can actually get on with playing players in their right position. Hopefully, anyway, who's his backup? That's, that's the dream. Oh. How's Flanagan getting on with his injury? Um, I think he's back from training. Oh, no, wait. Oh, no, he got injured again, didn't he? Towards the end of the season, he got injured again. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, it all depends if we keep Mankio for a second season as well. Yeah, I mean, apparently we won't, but I'm hoping yeah. we will, personally. But I'm not sure he'll want to play second fiddle again, and I'm not sure Atletico will want him to play second fiddle either. So yeah. I think, we'll see yeah, I think, I think Moreno, I think Moreno, Mankio and... Um, Klein, I think three of them can play left back and right back for two thirds of the season on their own, or maybe more. I I think three three of them are enough, and maybe one more like a, a John Flanagan if he comes back or Andre Wisdom, and I think that's enough. 
I think I, Klein can play left back. He he's played left back before, if I'm not mistaken, for Crystal Palace. Yeah, would you have signed Klein for twelve million or Trippier? Because I know Spurs has have signed uh, Trippier as well. I like. I, I think for us, yeah, Klein is a better player. Mm. Um, but Trippier will still be a good signing for Spurs, I reckon, as well. So, yeah, nice choice, win 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 situation. Yeah, Nico, you're happy with Trippier. I am, yeah. Uh, people better than That's the thing. Uh, mm. I think he can be. Uh, mm. He needs to prove himself, obviously, at a bigger club than Burnley, which is hopefully what he'll do this season. But he'll start the first few games for sure because Walker's been struggling with fitness and things like that. And it's up to him to hold on to his place after that. One question I wanted to ask all of you, even, is what do you think of Lucas? You're talking to the wrong man about Lucas. <laughs> I can't tell if that means you really like yeah. him or you really hate him. Well, me, me and Lucas have Twitter history, don't we? Oh. Uh, excuse me. Oh, wait, yes, you do. Oh, we. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so do I, mate. <laughs> so you're talking to the wrong man about Lucas Labour. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, Chris, that's like legendary, I tell you. <laughs> wait, what, what was it again? People are still using that DM until today. Yeah, well, it was. Um, I was just taking the piss a little bit and uh, atted yeah. Lucas Laver and said uh, it was when he was linked with Inter. I said we sold yeah. him for three pound and a bag of midget gems. There you go. Um, and then got got followed, got a direct message, and all it said was "with your mum, you prick." <laughs> so and, that, and I love that how the full stop. That blew up. Was yeah, full under? full stop wasn't connected. It was, it was out of place, but we'll we'll allow that. Um, uh. Tweet, tweeted that out and um, yeah I got some pretty bad backlash from it so uh, it's all fun and games but yeah you're talking to the wrong man about Lucas I'll let uh, Leroy and you guys the rest of you guys discuss it <laughs> well I'm not going to lie I, I've got a little bit of you know DM history with Lucas as well um, serial DMer exactly. Lucas Labour I mean from the photo it's basically there's, there's two messages it goes Sorry to bother you, Lucas. I was just wondering, would you mind taking part in an interview? And then he replied ages later. That's the problem. You never give me enough credit. Lucas isn't the best, but who is even better? Who has who is been better? Doesn't <laughs> make sense. Yeah, who, and, yeah. and in question mark, all the best. Go anyway, on. going back to his point, I think there are plenty of players better than Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um... tweeting this pod when it comes out. <laughs> The problem with Lucas is that people now have a misconception because of last season that when he suddenly got back into the side um, and we actually regained form, it was because of him. It wasn't he's our only defensive midfielder. So it was the fact that we were starting to play with the DM again. That's what got us back in gear. To be to be fair, he had like a, a game or two where he did considerably well. But that's not the way not forward. Enough. I think it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not sustainable. I don't think he can maintain that level of of consistency. No. no. I mean, he, to be fair, yeah. I'd keep him in the squad. Um, if he wants to, if be a he's squad happy, player. if he's happy to be a sort of rotation backup player, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he's not, someone you bring in, I'd, I'd mm. take take what we can for him and um, send him packing. He he just can't handle the intensity of the game anymore, and. Especially when you're playing week in, week out, with Europa League coming as well. It just gives away too many silly fouls as well for me. Yeah. 
just I mean, so needless. Just picks up a booking and then has to t- picks up a booking in like five minutes for a ridiculous challenge that didn't need to be made, and then he's just walking on eggshells for the rest of the game, and it costs us. But and and you see most of the free kicks which we've conceded was actually his his like silly fouls, which is yeah. just no need at all. But definitely um, an area that we seriously need to upgrade on. Yeah. Um, the three big ones for me are goalkeeper, holder, midfield, and striker. I think they're they're the three that we really need to push on. But we're not going to sign another goalkeeper. Obviously, with Bogdan coming in, does Rogers really play with the holder midfielder that we want in here in this uh, in this podcast in this chat? I don't think so. Um, so it just comes down to who we're going to sign up front. That's enough of transfer stuff because that's killing me. So got, got the whole rest of the summer to get on with that. So <laughs> yeah, no. fantastic. We'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave that there. Fucking yeah, hell. Brendan Rodgers. Oh, I, I'd quite sacked. like to hear an external perspective from right. Rodgers. Yeah, first. Cool. You don't want to hear what I think of Rodgers either, mate. <laughs> I am He's not probably a... similar to us, to be honest. You can. Oh, really? Uh, he let himself down with what he said last summer. A lot of what he said. Uh, and the oh, of course, because he made the Spurs comparison. Yeah. He did, yeah. Of course, of when you course, spend 100 yeah. million, you expect oh, to be winning the league. The vines I've I seen. Completely like forgot about that. Completely <laughs> forgot about. That. And even even the even the summer when you sold Suarez last year, he said uh, we won't do a Tottenham. We've got a strategy, a plan in place. Evidently. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's a. Detestable man, to say the least. That's, the thing that's is, he, he, com- he comes out with some really strange things at strange points in time. Yeah, I just can't understand why he would say what he does. Yeah, that's the problem. I it, his press conferences nowadays is a bit dodgy. I I don't think I would have. I, I think I would have liked him a lot more, and probably would have maybe stuck with him for a bit longer. If it wasn't his press conferences, it's just him. Same, same it, with us and Sherwood. There, there we go. I mean, him going on about character and all that on, after like a six-one loss or something like that just annoys the hell out of me. And it's not what you want to hear as a fan. No, it's not. I, he did have that connection with the fans two seasons ago, but no, the, the thing is, that season he came out and said everything right for us, but the season when he first joined. And last season, just came out with some of the strangest things. She couldn't understand, mate. But he, but even in the first season, you could actually understand what he was sometimes saying. Like, yeah, because I mean, evidently from the second season, what he was saying at first came out partly anyway to be true. But the third season, he, he, he was just saying a load of ball. It just, uh, but I agree so, with that. But the main question is, number one, did you expect him to be sacked? I predicted he'd be gone by March over the summer where you were signing all these players. Right. And that obviously didn't come true, but it apparently came close, didn't it, from what I was reading from your tweets? Yeah. yeah. He it was, was very close. A game or two away, wasn't he? I mean, he was in December, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was that run that we went on where we didn't lose in 11 games. And uh, that, that's really what's kept him in the job. It yeah. has to be. The thing is, with a for someone as a manager at a big club like Liverpool or Arsenal or Spurs or wherever you want to be, you've got to be 
more than just the manager. You're you're the face of the football club, and the the way he represented himself and the club last year was pretty embarrassing from an outside point of view. Anyway, well, I agree with it from an internal perspective as yeah, well. Yeah, so like Definitely. you've got you've got Mourinho who who'd get away with anything. He he could murder everyone in the ground, and someone would find something good to say about him. But um, <laughs> apart from that, you need someone who's not a a bit of a, oh, I don't want to use it. Don't want to use a bad word, but a bit of a prick. You don't want someone like that in charge of your football club. And yeah. that's the thing. If you're if you're someone like let's say Leicester with Pearson, you can get away with it, which he didn't in the end. But can you get away with it at Liverpool? I'm not so sure. Everything you say at Liverpool is so scrutinised. You know, even if yep. he doesn't mean something, if it comes off the wrong way. All over every single newspaper in this all over the world and all over the world, exactly. So he's just got to be a little bit more careful with what he says. Having said that, though, if he's not being sacked, we've just got to put it all behind us and get back behind him. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, he is still our manager, yeah. Well, I mean, for the, for the time being, even though I wanted Klopp and I desperately wanted Klopp to come in, um. At the expense of Rogers, if that's not happening, then you've just got to stick by him, see how the start of the season goes, and if it's not going too well after two or three months, then it's you know a change has got to be made. Who would you replace him with? Klopp. Klopp. If, yeah. okay, if Klopp's Klopp. not available, if... long shot, ball. and it won't happen for Ancelotti. It won't happen but still. No. Like a dream. He'd be Frankie Boer for me. De Boer. Yeah, he. Oh, that's a debatable one amongst the Spurs community. Yeah, that's, that's a debatable one. Yeah, a lot because he was one of the options when we bought in Pochettino, and a yep. lot of fans were not the biggest fans of him because of uh, the style of football, which I don't think would go down well at Liverpool either. It Maybe. takes a lot of getting used to. Before we got Rodgers, we wanted uh, we actually approached Klopp and Frank De Boer, but yeah. both were very happy with their clubs and. Both were settled at Dortmund and AX, so they were 100% not leaving. And that's that's why we went with Roberto Martinez and Brendan Rodgers as our options. In hindsight, would you have got Martinez or is Rodgers the best option? No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> at least you got that decision right then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but to, be fair, to be fair to Rodgers, I think after after last season, what, what, what happened and how symbolic it's been, I think he's going to drop the ego. I think that's bound to happen. He's going to drop the ego and and start being accountable for, for what for anything that, that goes wrong. Because last like season, man, whenever we, yeah, when we, when we did something wrong, when Liverpool played horrible, he, he pushed the blame off to everyone except, except him. So, I think if he drops the ego, he can, he can sort of win the fans back. Sort yeah. of. I mean, At the end of the day, it's a results business. Yeah. Um, you, you've seen... Mourinho's got the biggest ego in the world, um, mm. but he gets he results, it. so the ego doesn't matter. Um, mm. So at the end of the day, even I'd like to see Rogers drop his ego as well. But at the end of the day, if the results keep coming in, or if they do come in the right way, then almost he can care. keep his ego. But um, for the time being, he's definitely got to tone it down and let the football do the talking. All right, question for you all. What do, what do you think makes a top four team, uh, Leroy? You can go first. I think I think the the main thing that a lot of people are, are trying to do, but it's not working at all. Is just building a, a team that's filled with superstars. 
But I don't think that's how you exactly get top four or, or, or things like that. I think the way to get top four, because it's a league, it's a 38-game league with a lot of domestic cups and sometimes European cups in between, I think the most important thing is playing the right style of football and having a sustainable style of football, so to say, so that you play the same style of football that, that can go on for 38 games without, without dropping, without declining that much, and you keep your players fit. I think that's important, the sustainability factor. Do you think you need one superstar in your team? Because you see the top four team, teams right now, they've yeah, at least oh, got yeah. one amazing player. I think I think it's achievable without a, a, a superstar or like a world class world class player per se. But if you have a good philosophy and you have players that fit the system and a manager who can get the most out of that system, who has experienced coaching in that system, then I think you can possibly break the odds. I agree with that to a point, but you see the impact yeah. that some players have on their teams, like Suarez with us. This, a couple yeah. of seasons ago, the impact that Hazard had on Chelsea last season, he dug them mm. out so many times. Robin Van Persie, when he went to United in his first season, basically yeah. single-handedly won them the league. If they were yeah. playing shit, he was the man that you look to to dig them out and sort them out. So although it is probably achievable without a player like that, it obviously becomes a lot more difficult yeah. So, and again, is it is it sustainable? Yeah, that that's the that, that's the other question. Like for Suarez, he he had a not not to say bad, but he had a a bit of an underwhelming first half of the season when uh in twenty thirteen, but in twenty fourteen yeah. he picked it up so much, and that's where the question of uh, sustainability comes in. Not a lot of superstars can sustain that level of um, effectiveness over over the, the whole year. So. Yeah, I no, think true, that but then that's, that's mm. then up to uh to the scouting system and those exactly, in charge right. to make sure that there's a constant um turnover, if you like, yeah. of uh, mm-hmm. at least one player that the that the team can look to. Because I remember um Gerard's interview with Ferdinand, which happened a couple of weeks ago, and Ferdinand asked Gerard who was the better player, Torres or Suarez, in his peak. And although he ended up saying Suarez in the end because he just was unbelievable, he said the air of invincibility when Liverpool went out onto the pitch with Fernando Torres in his form, he'd never experienced anything like that at Liverpool before. Every Apparently yeah. every player in the dressing room thought the, that having an informed Torres on the pitch meant that they always had a chance of winning the game, no matter how badly yeah. they were playing or how how badly we were being beaten. So mm. I think it is important to have a player like that in the dressing room. You also need a player with a bit of unpredictability too. And that's what Suarez had. Um, yeah. That's what I suppose Hazard has too. Just that little bit of but magic, that little about bit of spark. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To uh, to grab the game by the scruff of the neck almost yeah. and make things happen rather than waiting for them to happen. I mean, I suppose Bale did that a lot in Tottenham that's too. What I was, yeah, especially in the dying minutes of the game. I think two or three times at the end of the season we were nil nil last minute, picks it up from twenty five yards and it's in the top corner. Yeah, there you go. Three yeah. points. I, I suppose Coutinho could be our man for that, but we'll see. His goal record is what needs to be improved for him. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and the he's, 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 he's not sustainable. There. Yeah, he is getting there. So, yeah. 
It's uh, good to see. But I say Bale was incredible for Spurs. So good. Absolutely incredible. For top four, anyway. Um, especially with the league getting more and more competitive. That's I think you need you need that standout player um, just to dig you out when, when you're in trouble. But also, I do agree with Leroy in the sense that it can be done without one. For me, anyway, it's just a lot more difficult to achieve it. In, it Spurs did it in the 2009-10 season when we finished fourth. Uh, we didn't have a standout player as such. Uh, it was more of a collective effort because that was just as Bale was starting to reach his peak. Modric was getting there. But we didn't have a player who was every game scoring goal. It was all... I guess Defoe had a good year that year. But even then, he wasn't the, the main man. It was more of a collective yeah, yeah. thing. So it is possible. Yeah, the definitely league's got as well. a lot better every... since then in terms of competitiveness. Yeah. Well, if Kabay ends up going to Palace, Shakiri goes to Stoke, you know. Not the anchor The, pre- the Premier well. League's gone bonkers if that happens. Yeah. Southampton and West Ham they, they've made some extraordinary yeah, some signings so far. good signings as well exactly mm. so the league's becoming a lot more competitive as well and if I can just yeah. make a quick point on that as well I also think the Europa League should be restructured to make it more of an elite competition yeah because um, nobody wants to go away to Kazakhstan on July the 4th or whatever to start their season it's almost like a punishment <laughs> to be playing in the Europa League. And teams are seeing it like that now. They just don't care. English teams it's, are. Especially especially English teams. It's a bit um, different now, though, after they implemented um, that the win against Champions League. That's yeah. a really good. True. That, that sort of slightly restructures it. But I think there's too they many should... teams at the minute in the Europa League. It needs to be made more of an elite competition. It should be a knockout competition yeah. straight away. Yeah. I and... get the fact that they want smaller countries to be able to participate um, and send teams in because everyone loves a good underdog but at the same time you know slightly especially with how packed the fixture schedule is already um, you don't need to be playing Thursday, Sunday Thursday, Sunday away to places like Kazakhstan and Russia and and that yeah Andorra and then you have to come back and play United Chelsea away on the some, um, I just don't think it's uh, it's good. So for me personally, with the leagues getting more and more competitive, it'd be nice to see the Europa League structured they, slightly. I don't see why they sh- shouldn't bring back a, uh, the Cup Winners' Cup as well and put the teams who win their domestic cups into that, which is how a lot of the teams get into Europa League from smaller countries. And yeah. then you have like whoever wins the FA Cup, the Capital One Cup in that. And then the UEFA, Europa League sorry, becomes a straight knockout from round one. No, it's it's definitely an interesting concept. Um, and also, I don't know if Rogers. I don't know if Rogers spoke about this last season, but Pochettino definitely said it a few times. There's should be Monday night games for the teams who play Europa League on a Thursday. I was yes. about to say that they, they don't have to be televised, about. but I don't see why they're not. The problem is though, the the money in football is from TV, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, um, it's the money from TV. Nice yeah, sports. that's that that's the issue. Um, Ideally, obviously, yeah, if you're playing on a Thursday, you want to be playing on a Monday. For the next three years, at least anyway, Sky are just going to show one game on a Monday, aren't they, for Monday Night yeah. Football? So yeah. um, that's that's where the issue is with that. Um, and isn't there Friday Night Football coming in as well? Yep. So but It'll only be one game per team per season. Okay. So we'll only really have one game on a Friday. 
Okay. So that's that's not too bad then. Yeah. I'm assuming for Europa League teams, that will be later on in the... Uh, in the campaign, yeah. Yeah, once yeah. we're all knocked out. Yeah, <laughs> once uh, once Rogers plays our under twenty one sides. <laughs> what do you What do you guys think of the Europa League as a club, though? For me personally, anyway, every competition you enter, you should be going out to try and win it. Yeah. But the Premier League is obviously the most important thing at the minute, um, unless you're in the Champions League. Um, mm-hmm. So, for me, if I had to choose, I'd rather have a good run in the Premier League than a good run in the Europa League. But would you not rather finish fifth and win the Europa League or then finish fourth and get Champions League because you get Champions League through the Europa League finish and you get get the trophy as well. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, nothing better than silverware. Yeah. Yeah. I think think the price they give you for for the Europa League, I think the the price money is increased for, for next year. Yeah. And the added bonus of having a spot in the Champions League, I think that's going to spur some people into into putting more effort into it as well. That's so. a very good addition, though, I think. It's, it's such a historic competition. Seeing it yep. in the state it is at the moment, it's pretty sad. Yeah, and like the it's UEFA just, Cup. Yeah, we won the UEFA Cup twice. Uh, or was yeah. it three times now, actually? I don't know. Uh, but oh, you speak well. to players that won it in that era. Like I know Max interviewed Mickey Hazard. Yeah. Uh, who won the UEFA Cup in 1984 at Spurs. And he says it was the best night of his life, hands down. And he says, you're not going to tell your kids and in 20 years' time, oh, I finished fourth. You're going to say, oh, mm, I, exactly. I won the Europa League on this night at White Hart Lane mm. or at Anfield or wherever. Drew, well, we beat Barcelona, didn't we, 2001 in the, yep. uh, oh, yeah. in the UEFA Cup. Or and that, that's something you tell your kids yeah. about. Exactly, yeah. But that, that's why, going back to the point, you know, a better restructuring of the tournament would yep. make it more exciting and teams would then start to take it more seriously, I think, as well. But I think as well, you are right, it is getting there with the prize money and the Champions League place for the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think there's more that could be done. And you see and the benefits it's done. Yeah. Go ahead, see, go like ahead. Atletico won the uh, Europa League in, what, 2012, was it? Yep. And then two years later, they're in the Champions League Definitely. final. So it, it has its benefits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. European experience. Definitely. And just look at Sevilla and their and their two yep. pit and and see how much it means to them to to get the 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 two pit the the successive wins it, it's massive and and it's massive for players like like Baka who who now has a platform to to move I I guess to him it might be a, a big step to move from Sevilla to AC Milan on historical terms maybe not now things like that. Yeah. And and yeah, I I don't see no, any reason why why Liverpool should back down from it. If anything, I would throw away the FA Cup and and the uh, uh, Capital One Cup just to have a good long run in the Europa League. Because I think the Capital One Cup is not worth, not really worth go, going for. I mean, sure, winning a trophy there is fine. It's great for for the mentality of the team and and especially for young players to start winning at such a young age. And the FA yeah. Cup runs all the way to May. So you're not going to be done anytime soon. Although the scheduling is a lot better on Saturdays and Sundays. But if you put the effort into Europa League and you can rotate your, your squad well and, and smartly as well, I think the prize money and the, and the Champions League spot is something you should aim for. We definitely have a good chance regarding Europa League because we yeah, do we have could. depth now. Um, yeah. So Properly. we can afford to rotate, etc. One player I, I wanted to talk about here is it Lamella? Now, yeah. when he went to Tottenham, 
I was extremely jealous because I, or I still think he's a really good player. But I I honestly don't know what's happened. Well, to we him. we were in for him as well. Yeah, we were. Um, him and Mkhitaryan at the Ugh, at the same. <laughs> you don't want to talk about him. But they, they were the two players in the same window that we both really wanted to get and we ended up getting neither. Um, <laughs> but I think maybe not getting Lamella has been a blessing in disguise for us um, because it's taken him so long to settle in. Um, but maybe now the patience of Spurs fans and Spurs as a club with him has helped him because he was obviously getting better towards the end of last season. Um, and he's still obviously more than talented. So hopefully for Spurs fans, maybe not so hopefully for Liverpool fans, he'll uh, he'll kick on next season and show what he can really do. If I can say one thing, it's that his injury when he first joined, he, he joined us when he was injured, first of all. And he got injured in December of the first season he joined. And he didn't play again till pre-season July. Uh, in 2014 so that obviously set him back a lot as it was and the whole settling in thing we didn't manage that very well because firstly he didn't he was English obviously he doesn't know English when he joins he now speaks brilliant English but at the time he didn't have his family here Uh, the whole home situation was a problem for him the uh, language barrier was a problem for him so I think the way we handled that at the start set him back a little bit as it was and then the second thing is he struggled with the the strength, uh, the physicality of the Premier League. So now he's got a, a little bit better at it, but he seriously still needs to hit the gym a little bit, do some weights because he's a little bit lightweight. When he gets a challenge, he's more than more often than not dispossessed. But I do think he's shown a lot of signs, and towards the end of the season, as you said, that he can definitely become a, a very very good player for us. And another player. Or ex Tottenham now, Holtby. That's a player Liverpool were linked with quite a lot. In the well, Liverpool and Spurs Everyone are always linked with the same players. That's true. Spurs Get your own scout Spurs. Excuse me. <laughs> I I remember like two seasons ago, like the minute we got like rumored with a player, the next day it was like, oh, Spurs are there, Spurs. and it was just like, just fuck off, just you know, just. Yeah, yeah. and it was convenient for the papers too. It's like um. Day one, they say Liverpool's linked to player A, and then day two, Spurs to beat Liverpool to, to player A. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god, come Same on. Same happened with Dempsey as well, didn't it? Oh, thank yeah. god. Oh, he was so, no, he Dempsey was very good for us, actually. Yeah, but we were going to replace him with Henderson. Yeah, mm. so no thanks. Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, Holby, I know that the seasons before, or the season before, yep. he, had, he had a really good season. I think it was for Schalke. Yeah, it um, was. And he he's just, been good for Schalke. Yeah, he, he never kicked on at Spurs. Um, yeah, went to Fulham. Didn't really do too much. No, I think yeah. what he, he joined us in January on a because we were going to sign him on a pre-contractual to join in July, right. and then we yeah. got a couple of injuries and we rushed the signing through in January for one point five million. One point, yeah, and then. He his debut was at Norwich away and he was incredible. One of the best debut performances yeah. I've seen at Spurs. He was yeah, just running around, that, yeah. tackling, pressing. He was really, really good. And then from that, he sort of tailed off. And I think his only other good game after that was when he came on against Man City when we beat them 3-1 at home. 
and that was under AVB. And but after that, he didn't push on, like you say. And the season after, we only had him for half a season because we sent him out on loan to Fulham, yeah. and he scored. Why do you three... think he dropped off? Though? Sorry. Why Why do you think he dropped off? Is it because of not not inconsistent playing time, or maybe I'd this say, to the yeah. manager? I don't know about the manager because he, he doesn't know his position still. I don't think he knows his best position, Holtby, within himself because yep, he says true. he prefers playing as a number eight, so next to a defensive mid. But yep. for most people, it looks like he's better as a number 10. But his problem at number 10 is yep. he doesn't have the end product. Yep. So he's a, he's a bit of an enigma for, for us anyway. And I think that's mm. why we, we, got, we sold him or we loaned him out and just sold him now. Uh, yep. He he looked when we bought him from Schalke. Everyone was very excited, obviously, and I thought, and I think your fans were pretty excited when you were linked to him as well. Confidence dipped in the end, and a lot mm-hmm. of Spurs fans like him. If you see the responses to Spurs' tweets about him leaving and stuff, a lot of people mm-hmm. are very upset about it. But I think it's the right decision because when you play the system that Pochettino or Rodgers even plays, you need that band of three behind the striker scoring goals and getting assists, and he didn't do that. And yep. at the end of the day, that's how you're judged in that position. Yeah, and, and I don't think Hobie would, would work in a Pochettino type system. I don't think yeah. he can play as well in the front in, in the three. And he, no. he can't do that well in the in the double pivot as well. And you so guys where can he play? That's already. the problem. Exactly, right. And Unless you guys switch up the formation. Mm. Yeah, and you can't so do that. So maybe it's an inside forward. Some systems yeah. do they? So, you know, if, if it doesn't work, if it's not the right fit, you've just got to say you choose move and go separate ways. Hamburg like bought for like two million though. Pretty good move Sorry. from Hamburg. Yeah, well, we got good money for him as well. Uh, yeah, but you guys got was, a gain from that. Yeah, but apparently he was on a very high wages at Spurs as well, which was a surprise to me because we normally start very low with our wages, but he was on about sixty-five, seventy, which is ridiculous yep, for was, us. Yeah, he was close to the Henderson type of type of wages. Yeah, maybe. that's because we had to persuade him to come in January rather than wait till the July move. Yep. But like players at Spurs, we I know you guys pay a lot a lot higher wages than us because yep. Harry Kane at the moment I think he's on thirty five or forty grand a week, mm-hmm. and that's that's not a lot for someone who's had the season he's had. Same as yeah. Sterling, though. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, what uh, Sterling on right now? Yeah, he's about on thirty five like a week. Yeah. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. why he's uh, getting so arsy. Oh, no, I thought I thought he must be on about fifty. Sterling. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's quickly talk about Sterling. What's his problem? To be fair, he hasn't come out and said anything. So, no, but he he has already. He's he's kind of already mm-hmm. dealt the blow. Uh, there's a few interviews yeah. which were just stupid to do. The BBC yeah. interview yeah. was just yeah. so ridiculous. yeah. That BBC interview. Yeah. It, it it was Very him mis- like mis- kind of but since then he was quiet yeah. though. Yeah, but I mean, you can't link what his agent says to him. Yeah, in, in the yeah, in, in the sense, yeah. I'm more pissed about his agent, to be honest. Yeah, and the thing is, he knows what's going on with his agent. Um, and I think at some point Liverpool did talk to him about his agent, and they even cancelled a meeting because of his agent. And at some point, you have to, if you're not happy what he's doing, at some point you have to say, you know what, I I can't deal with this anymore. For me, though, it's just the lack of respect that's frustrating. Fair enough if he genuinely wanted to move to Man City because he thinks he's got a better chance of winning trophies. Fair enough. But the way he's gone about things 
and the way his agent have gone about things is just really frustrating. Like Carragher said, a 19, 20-year-old boy cannot take on uh size that Liverpool are in the way that he's doing. You know, we've offered him 100 grand a week for a 20-year-old boy. I don't, I don't know what else he wants. So, um, I don't think I'm, anyone of any age can do that to a football club. Yeah. They get being 19, 20. Like, Sterling at the minute is all potential. So, obviously, he's got incredible potential. But at the moment, he's not a world-class player. So... I I, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy either way. Um, if he stays, fair enough. As long as he gets his head down and gets going, then it's all right. But if City want to come in and give us fifty million for him, at the same time, I'm happy as well. So mm-hmm. um, it's a win-win for me. I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Sterling's talent is still pretty raw at the moment. Um, however, I don't think going to City will help that. Especially, I mean, I see him as more of a central rather than now a, a winger and mm. at City he wouldn't get that if he would start he would start on the wing I think and he could start there though maybe <sighs> there, there is a chance I don't know when they might play the WCR their fans I, hate I think Navas yeah, yeah they hate Navas they so. hate Navas so if he could replace him that's a viable option but again Navas plays on the wing doesn't he I, I, think, I think what they'll do yeah. is play WCR on the right and have Sterling play central to sort of replace Yaya Torre in in a in a way, mm, and then choice. have uh yeah Fernandinho and Yaya Torre in the double pivot. They just need someone on the left. You you you've also got to think of Nasri. I mean, yeah, I think Nasri will play left, and maybe Sterling can double up as a striker if Aguero gets injured again. They've got Bony now. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, that's true. But plus. Sterling wouldn't start week in, week out for City. I don't, no, I don't think so. Um, and, and it wouldn't help. I mean, I, I would understand if he went to Arsenal, to be honest. That's his probably best situation. But where would him. he play for Arsenal? Um, the same I, problem again, because they've got oh, Coquelin, Cazor, the centre mid. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Alexis, Ozil, Ramsey, Walcott, yeah. Giroud, mm-hmm. all to fit in that front four. Well bet. And then there's a real sure and stuff like that. Yeah. For his for regular football, there's no place better for him than Liverpool right now. If yeah, he wants to be ambitious in inverted commas. Now's not the time, I think. If I was him, I'd 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 look for a move abroad somewhere viable. To test really test himself. But again, yeah. that's, but I don't to, think that's I, something he's gonna do. Yeah. yeah, but even if you were to go, I don't think you'd half ass it and go to somewhere that's that's not that good yet where you can start when maybe you could go to a Real Madrid where you won't start. Yeah. So it's a really big thing for him. And if he really wants to develop, I think staying is the best option for him. If he wants to maybe gamble on it a bit, then Man City, he might start week in, week out, maybe not. He he could do what Suarez did almost. You know, he wanted to leave, didn't he? And then he had the, the best season of his life, best season of his career. So and think about Suarez. I mean, do you remember when he went out to the newspaper and talked about how he wanted to go to Arsenal and all that? Yeah. Every fan, Liverpool fan, anyway, got pissed. I know. And and, and well, the thing is, and that's you know, and they should be and, and all that. But the thing is, the season after, he actually respected Liverpool afterwards. He 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 actually gave Liverpool a you know a send off which 
I didn't mind. And right now, that's not what Sterling's doing. No. If he just went out quietly, you know, just respected the club, saying, right, I want to go to a better club because I want to win trophies. Like then, Alonso. Fair enough. Yeah. Was Alonso did it pretty respectfully, didn't he? Yeah, he or did. He did, yeah. yeah. How and the thing is that, um, yeah, the, the Gareth Barry rumours helped him a lot as well. Benitez was trying to ship Alonso out and, yeah. and, and he had a reason to leave. And he moved to a much bigger club. In fairness. Yeah. Mm. A club that I guess a lot of Spanish players would, would actually want to go to. Yeah, like Real exactly. Madrid. They, they, they start off their careers thinking about Real Madrid and, not, and nothing else. Or Barcelona. Or Barcelona, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Let's wrap it up. Nico, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you Same very much for having you. me. Yeah, appreciate the, uh, the external views. Always nice to hear. And different thank different you very perspective much. on things. Again, <laughs> brilliant. Leroy, brilliant. And at last, the podcast is back. That at some point we'll have episode two. Hopefully, it won't be in seven months' time, but <laughs> at some point. Right. Thank you, everyone, great, for listening. Great and... character today, lads. Great oh, yeah. character. Top character. Oh, God damn. <laughs> Thank you. Um, right. Let's hope Lucas li- listens to this. He can DM us again. Or not, as the case may be. <laughs> if, he, if you do listen, Lucas, mate, I'm up for an interview. <laughs> oh. I've never slagged you Wait, off you, would you take him at Spurs that's a yes or no question would you take please him don't Spurs? abuse me or my mother again thank you so much <laughs> we, we do need a defensive midfielder to be honest with you anyone so would you say okay. Lucas <laughs> shots fired you, re- you really better hope he doesn't listen to this <laughs> I still didn't say anything Lucas <laughs> right thank you everyone and goodbye <laughs>